Welcome to IdeaGen TV presented globally by Microsoft. Today, I'm honored and excited to have with me Aleem Walji, Senior Advisor for Strategy, Innovation and Partnerships at the IMF Institute for Capacity. Aleem, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. You know, it's so great to have you here because I'm a huge fan of the IMF. I'm a huge fan, as is IdeaGen, of capacity and increasing capacity and helping efficiency, et cetera. And you and your role leading innovation, strategy, and partnerships is exactly what we like to talk about. And so as you lead up these areas, strategy, innovation, and partnerships at the IMF Institute for Capacity Development, Aline, can you share a little bit about your responsibilities in this role? Yeah, so it's an exciting time to be at the IMF because I think, um, you know, Folks generally associate us with our lending work and with our sort of economic health check work, which we know as surveillance. But a third of what we do, and which is growing, is building the capacity of public policymakers who strengthen economic institutions to be more able and capable and agile and responsive to the communities that they serve, to the countries that they serve. And so what the ICD does is work on issues of tax policy, domestic revenue mobilization, debt sustainability, public financial management, et cetera, to strengthen these economies. Incredible. And so changing gears slightly, how have you been creating and fostering partnerships, for example, to help carry out this absolutely incredible mission and including the goals you have at the IMF Institute for Capacity Development and are there specific, which I'm sure there are, success stories that you can share with our global audience here today? Well, I mean, I think that the first thing that I want to say is, you know, we're here to talk about the SDGs and we're here to talk about partnerships. And I think those two things are inextricably linked. This is not one thing that any one institution can do. We are made up of a membership of 190 countries. But even with our own resources as the fund, we work with dozens and dozens of donors that are bilateral agencies. These are the countries themselves who support the membership. And so whether it's the European Union or Japan or Canada or Switzerland or the UK, which are some of our largest partners, they are about strengthening these institutions, right? And at a time of global economic hardship, as we're living through right now through the pandemic, we know that our economic institutions have to be strong. And the countries that have been hardest hit by the pandemic are unfortunately the countries that have the least, as we call, fiscal space. In other words, their tax revenues are the lowest, and these are times where they need the most support. So it's at these times that institutions like the fund and our partners help to strengthen these institutions and to create the space to invest in the people who need the help the most. And you, you point out a really good point that the pandemic, what we've seen, what we've learned is that there's been a big bright light, light shown on inequalities across the world, right? And you're seeing it front and center with yeah. all of your work. Yeah, I mean, it's what, you know, it's what our managing uh, director has called the great divergence, right? We, we went into the pandemic in an incredibly unequal world. We were making progress on the SDGs to be sure, but that progress is now in question. We are now looking at at least a decade or more of regression with respect to the SDGs. And 
we're looking at 65 countries in the world that when we think about the climate crisis, which I think is one that we often um, don't associate as closely with the pandemic, but they are linked. When we look at the climate crisis, even at a 1.5 degree change in temperature, which is what our goal is, 65 countries will have their GDP shrink by 13%. At 2%, we're talking about GDP shrinkage at over 20%. That's incredible, right? And how do we get around that? How do we get past that? We can only do it through both boosting the capacity of the governments themselves to respond, but they, but they can't act alone either. So the private sector in those in the countries themselves, we know that investments in health, investments in education, investments in energy, investments in roads and investments in water and sanitation have a huge impact on achieving the SDGs. And we know that the private sector can often make those investments in ways that are very powerful and very catalytic. So it truly takes a world, a global community to get to where we need to go. And it's so great to hear you say that. I mean, I think the role of the public sector and the private sector and NGOs is critical and linking those together is, you know, vital importance. But singling out the private sector for a moment, the corporates across the planet as having a role, maybe an outsized role for potential catalytic impact, especially, especially in the areas where you're seeing a regression in terms of the, the ability to accomplish these SDGs by 2030 is a big bright light as well, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And, and, and there's no way, I mean, we've done some analysis um, on sort of the, the ability of countries to meet the SDGs. We took four countries. We took Pakistan, Cambodia, Nigeria, and Rwanda. And we said, look, um, vaccinate, calibrate, and accelerate. And what that means is that, you know, we're looking at Africa that has less than 4% of the population that's been vaccinated, right? When we think about you know, Mark's example of, you know, why am I not able to get my booster shot uh, at the right time on the phone? It's in high relief, the level of inequity that we face. And so we're not safe anywhere until we're vaccinated everywhere. And that goes both for health and our economy. We also need to then tailor policy advice to the specific circumstances of our, of our membership. We then need to sort of accelerate reforms that invite the private sector, that invite the public sector and the private sector to work to work together. And in the four countries that I mentioned earlier, we recognize that even if the governments did everything right, we still need significant investment, both from the private sector and from grant making agencies. We will we will simply not get to the targets that we want to get to without that sort of partnership amongst all actors. And so taking that a step further, why do you believe that global partnerships and innovation are so critical to helping to achieve the global goals by 2030? Well, I mean, it's actually very simple, right? If we keep doing what we're doing, we're not going to get to a different place. Mm -hmm. We have to do something different. We have to think big. We have to innovate. Um, and there's all, you know, I mean, we are now looking at the IMF at the future of money. What is the future of money? You know, we're looking at public money in terms of, um, you know, what we call CBDCs, central bank digital currencies. We're looking at private money, both in terms of e-money, like we've seen uh, seen the growth of in Africa, including crypto. 
um, this has major implications on on populations, right? There's a there's a possibility of greater inclusion and inclusive growth. We've seen that in India uh, by virtue of having a digital ID building on the India stack makes it possible to reach the vulnerable very quickly. If you're a government agency, we also see the 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 private uh, the privacy risks associated with that. I mean, there is real opportunity for innovation, but that innovation has to be rooted in purpose and in trust. And if our objective is to improve the quality of lives of the most vulnerable, then it's a matter of how do we channel innovation to serve those who need it the most. You know, it's incredible to hear the word trust coming up over and over and over again as we're looking out over Washington. I think it's a it's a theme that we're going to take away from today and from future conversations for sure. I'd like to close this incredible interview with you, Aleem, with asking you, what is your call to action? So you have the millions of people that will see this interview on IdeaGen TV. What what would you say your call to action is? Well, you know, there's a there's an ax, um, there's an African proverb that I love to quote, which is that. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. We can't do this alone. Wow. That's a great close. Thank you very much. Thank you. Ali Malji, Senior Advisor, Strategy, Innovation, Partnerships at the IMF Institute for Capacity Development. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you.